Hello, my dear curious friend. Welcome to another episode of the Curious Bubble Podcast Sessions. I am super excited to welcome you for this episode where we are traveling to New Zealand. Oh, yeah, the other side of the globe. Here is the curious thing about this episode we are not just going to talk about New Zealand. We are going to travel, literally travel, well, not literally, but we're going to travel because we are creating a whole travel plan about New Zealand. So when you want to go to New Zealand, boom, you have all your two weeks or 15 days or whatever you have there all set. We got your back. Me and Mike, we're here for you. So Without further ado, let's jump in today's episode and learn something about New Zealand. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the podcast sessions. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks, Pavel. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, especially when I see this beach just behind you. I know it's somewhere in New Zealand, but I don't know where it is. Yeah, it's um, it's called Piha Beach and it's about um, 40 minutes drive from Auckland so it's on our west coast um, and if I move that way you can see there's a rock that's called Lion Rock because it kind of looks like a lion looking out into the sea and guarding guarding the beach I see I see yeah, all right I'm very I am very excited for this episode because I really want to go to New Zealand mm -hmm. I believe one day that's gonna happen I don't know when but um, I really, it's, it's a great opportunity now to learn something for New Zealand, about New Zealand before I go there. So the things I know are actually not a lot. I know that there are two main islands. Mm -hmm, that's right. Are there more? There are more islands, I suppose. There are not just two. Yeah, there are two main islands. Um, and there's a, a third island right at the bottom, um, which is, uh, reasonably big, but you know, it, it's, it. You can see it on a map sometimes, um, but there are lots and lots of other really small islands dotted around the place. Um, I mean, we've got, I mean, the thing that everyone thinks about New Zealand, well, the thing, three things I think that everyone knows about New Zealand is it's very far away. Yeah, and that's yes. very true. Um, okay. Uh, that uh, it was in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and that's yes. true. Um, the other thing that everyone <laughs> thinks about New Zealand is that it's quite tiny. Um, and it's not. That's not true. No, it's not true. Um, it, it, it's actually quite um, long. It's very long and it's yep. very kind of thin. I so, think the, the reason people think it's tiny is because they compare it to Australia, which is oh, right next to Everything's it. tiny compared to Australia, yeah? Yeah, that, that's why <laughs> I think people think it's tiny. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, let's, can we compare it to a, another country? Yeah. Roughly? What do you yeah. Say? So um, if you drive from the top of the North Island, like the very top, to all the way to the bottom of the South Island. Um, I, I googled this, um, and it's yes. exactly the same, well, it's, you know, similar distance to driving from Sofia to Copenhagen. Whoa. So you're, you're going many? from South Europe to North Europe. Yeah, it's quite long. How, 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 many, how many hours is that? <laughs> in New Zealand, that's a lot, yeah, because there are no, I mean, there's motorways near the cities, but most of the roads are not motorways. So it takes a long time. So from the top of the North Island to the bottom of the North Island, it's about I don't know, 12 hours drive. Uh, and then something again like that to go from the mm. top of the South Island to the bottom. So the islands are long then. How about the width? Are yeah, they very so big? they're quite, it's quite, quite... Um, slim yeah um one thing that uh new zealanders always know is that uh you're never even when you're in the middle of the island um you're never more than 128 kilometers from the sea so um it is quite quite compact in that way all right uh in one of the previous episodes i we were talking about iceland mm. and yeah and and she's well actually it's not yet released i mean she, it's coming now and she said that there is one main motorway, which is basically on the side of the island. Right. Yeah. That, that's the one. Is this, is this the same situation in New Zealand? Like um, inside you don't have many roads? 
No, you've got you've got quite a few roads, but I mean there are quite a lot of places that are reasonably uninhabited. So um, you know we've got a really low population density for the size of our country. When you look at other countries, um, we've got five million people, um, and Sydney alone has five point three million. So you know, well, yeah, uh, Bulgaria is just just less than seven million. So. Yeah, so it's it's similar. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, before we continue, actually, I just remember that I actually didn't ask you to say something about yourself because most of the other guides uh, that I've been talking to, I don't know them. I just, you know, either met them online, met them once or, you know, really, really like um, you are the per the first person that I know a lot about, you know, right. it's got a it's got a drastic the difference with the other ones. And I just really lost it just escaped my mind. So, um, we, I'm just going to say something first about you, then you're going to fill it in. Um, okay. I met you online as well, but uh, you decided to come a few times in London because yep. you love the city, and we met. And I'm really grateful for that. You're a great person, and I'm really happy for that. And that's it's going to be from my side. Why don't you fill in, like, share something about yourself, like uh, where exactly you're from, Now, what are your interests? What are you doing? And whatever you prefer. Great. Well, um, yeah, I'm from New Zealand. I was born here. Um, I was born in Wellington, which is the capital city, but um, I've lived in Auckland, which is the biggest city for most of my life. Um, so there are about a, a million and a half people in Auckland, slightly more than that. Um, and I'm an English language teacher. Um, and so I teach international students who come to New Zealand for uh, language learning, but also the kind of experience of coming to New Zealand. So I always ask on their first day, why did you come to New Zealand? Why choose New Zealand? And people from Europe inevitably say, because it's so far away. Yeah, so it's like the furthest they exotic. feel they can get. It's exotic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And that, that's kind of cool. So they often combine language learning with, you know, uh, backpacking around New Zealand or something like that, which is really great. Um, oh. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've been to London a few times. I really like the history, um, and that's how I kind of got into your YouTube channel as well through London and the history of London. Yeah, yeah, and thank, thank you for that. Uh, you are one of my top buddies that are you know following the content, and I'm super, super grateful. Okay, let's learn something about New Zealand. Then um, I know that. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's really far away, not just from everything else, but from mm -hmm. Australia as well. You know, yeah. you see it on the map, like, oh, I'm going to do Australia and New Zealand. But one, Australia is massive. And then you're going to need a lot of time in Australia. And two, you're going to need quite, quite some time to travel to New Zealand as well. That's the thing. Yeah. You have to have a lot of time. So you have to invest the time to even get here. So from, from London, for example, if you fly, you know, as quick as you kind of can with one kind of transit point, um, it's going to take you about 20, anywhere between 24 and sort of 30 hours or something, depending on where you're coming from. Um, and that's, you know, without any kind of um, intended break in the middle, just connecting planes. You can do it with one stop. So how did you fly when you were coming to London? Um, so Air New Zealand used to fly to London, um, but now, of course, in this post-COVID world, everything's a little bit different. So, um, okay. so we're when I'm talking about coming to New Zealand, I'm kind of assuming once we get back to normal or what the of hell course. it used to be. I'm not of gonna, course. I'm not gonna start swimming now. Not, oh, that's a no shame. No, that no, might no. be the only way to get here at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I used to go in New Zealand, flew through Los Angeles um, to London. Um, and that uh -huh. was the quickest way to get there on them. But most people, I think, uh, would fly with one of the Middle Eastern airlines, so through Doha or through Dubai, um, or maybe through Singapore or something like that. So they would, off most people would go the other way, yeah, through Asia. Yeah, I, I was imagining it going east, and I was imagining the other way, maybe yeah. because of the map. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. And certainly uh, okay. the best the best deals are often through the Middle East. So uh, I can, for flights, yeah, I, was, I can imagine. So it's going to take you about one day to go to New Zealand. Yep, so. <laughs> absolutely. It's a huge investment. Well, okay. So how would you combine then? Because when I traveled that long, you know, when I used to work in the hotels and I was an, an mm. entertainer, 
and then in the hot it was a summer hotel you know summer uh, job and summer resort people were coming for the summer and then yeah. oftentimes like oh where are you from i'm from germany how long are you staying like two weeks oh, yeah. where are you from from france how long are you staying like 10 days where yeah. are you from from serbia one week uh how long are you staying um two days i said oh where are you from new zealand oh well, like, you, you came all the way. Why are you staying for two days? Oh, no, no, no. To, in two days, I'm traveling to Romania. I'm going to see the mountains. Then I go to Brussels. Then yeah. I go to France and Paris. And, I, yeah. and at that time, I was just 20 years old. And I just wasn't thinking like, oh, okay, well, that's a lot of traveling, you know. But now I get it. And I want to yeah. do the same when I travel to the East. So yeah. I would like to see Australia and New Zealand while I travel that much. So Absolutely. how would you recommend to combine these two massive countries? Well, massive and a bit smaller country. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people do. You're making that huge time investment to come to this side of the world. You want, you, you know, maybe you won't be back again, and that's the point. So you yeah. might want to do Australia while you're there. Um, a lot of people um, drive like they they go from say melbourne which is uh on the kind of the southeast of australia and they take a um camper van or a rental car or something and they drive up the east coast and around through sydney and and up through brisbane and and up on the the gold coast so they kind of um yeah they they go round the east coast which is a really beautiful part of australia and you hit all the big cities on the way there. The only one you don't hit is Perth, which is way on the west um, and really isolated. Um, also a really nice city. Um, but a lot of people would do that. Um, and then maybe uh, in Australia, I'd also recommend if you have time, um, going to Alice Springs, which is in the center of Australia. And that's where Uluru or Ayers Rock is. Um, and But again, that's, a, that's another set of time that you kind of need. So oh. ideally, what would you say? I, I should have seven days after the arrival. So I arrive in Australia yep. and I have seven days. Then I allow one more day to travel to New Zealand. Then I have five days, six days. If, if you, and then I fly back from New Zealand. I mean, I'd, I'd of course, want you to have more. I'd want you to have more okay. time. I'd, I, if you... I mean, you, yeah, you can see some highlights of New Zealand in five days, absolutely. Um, but I'd, I'd say two weeks is, is kind of a good, a good time to spend in New Zealand. <laughs> Whoa, okay. So I, I love it. Now we're going to be talking about this. How are we going to spread the two weeks? What are we going to see in the two weeks? So let's forget about Australia. This is an okay, yeah, episode. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You can talk so, to someone else about lovely Australia. Yes, we're, we're going to yeah. do that later on. I'm now okay. curious about New Zealand. So okay. how are we going to fill these two weeks? Well, assuming that we have two weeks, um, then yes. we can take a trip from north to south. And I, I'd really recommend that. Um, so if you, you've only so got a short, short time. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I, I was just going to say, sorry about that. I, I was just going to say, so you wouldn't recommend pick a hotel in the, let's say, middle, uh, in the middle of the North Island and then uh, go north, then go south, you now coming back, but pick different hotels every day, yeah. two days. Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right. Yeah. Perfect. So if go you on. go up to the very north of, like, like you fly into Auckland, basically, um, and that's somewhere near the top of the North Island, but it's not right at the top. You pick up a rental car um, and you drive to the top of the North Island. Um, and then there's, you know, some nice... Uh, beaches up there. There's um, a lighthouse right at the top. Uh, the the very top of the North Island is called Cape Reinga, and it's famous for um, you can see two oceans meeting. So uh, the Tasman Sea comes in on one side, the Pacific Ocean comes in on the other, and they meet, and you can actually see them colliding, which is really quite cool. So it. Can you see it from the shore? Yeah, you can. You can. You can go to the lighthouse, which is right on the tip of the North Island, and 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 watch those, um, you know, oceans meeting. I have I have seen picture. I think it's somewhere in, somewhere in, in around the Nordic countries. I've seen pictures of that. Yeah. But uh, is is there a difference in the color? Can you see it? Sometimes mm -hmm. there is. Yeah, but more it's more just the wave motion. You can actually you know see them colliding. Oh. It's really cool. Oh. 
And yeah, also up like there, I know you'd like yes. this, Pavel. You can go um, sand dune surfing. Yeah, I went to Dubai. I yeah. went sand, sand, sand dune surfing, but yeah. the dunes were so small. I had to push myself down to... No, you don't have to push. In fact, you, you, okay. it just takes you. <laughs> it's a good... Um, <laughs> yeah, that's more, that's more interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we see that lighthouse there. Yeah. Uh, probably the first day we chill, you know, get, get, to, get used to the climate. Yeah, So what's absolutely. happening after that? Keep, um, keep so traveling us. You make your way down the island. So um, if you, you come back to Auckland after about... So four hours driving from the top is, is Auckland. Um, okay. And, you know, you might want to spend a couple of days here. Um, there are some really nice things to see around Auckland. It's a beautiful harbour. Um, there are, uh, there's, there's an island called Waiheke Island, which is half an hour from downtown Auckland. And there's, uh, you know, beaches and wineries and things like that, if you're into that. Um, there's the Sky I, Tower, I which you you've have... seen. I know I have magnificent wine in New Zealand. Yeah, we do. Um, but to be honest, I wouldn't spend too too long in Auckland because um, the best is elsewhere. Oh, and we're going to get to the best, right? We're going to get to the best, yeah. Okay, two days tops in Auckland, you know, walk around, see the city, go to yeah. the island. Yeah. Then what's next? So heading down, um, if you come somewhat about three hours from Auckland, there's a place called Rotorua. Uh, and that is uh, a place of a lot of thermal activity. So the middle of the North Island is famous uh, for volcanic activity. Um, and there are active volcanoes um, around the middle of the North Island up to the, the coast. Um, so you do have to be wary sometimes. Um, you know, they are active. Um, by the way, Auckland has 53 volcanoes. It's built around 53 volcanoes, but they're all dormant. They're all kind of very, very asleep at the moment. So when was the last time a volcano erupted in New Zealand? Um, uh, White Island a few, month, a few months ago, um, and it actually killed some tourists. So, Whoa. yeah, it, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty hard. Um, now, this reminds me of Australia because the one of the first things I learned about Australia is that everything tries to kill you. <laughs> you know, there, there is this a, a massive book that it just shows yeah. what, what can kill you. And now I'm just starting to feel a book about New Zealand. So top one is volcanoes on the North Island. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, in, in Australia, it's the wildlife that kills you, the snakes, the, the spiders. Yes. In yes. New Zealand, we don't have snakes at all. We're like Ireland. Um, and our spiders don't kill you, so so we're kind of safe on that on that score. But the land, yeah, you have to watch out for the, the earthquakes and the volcanoes. Different story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but Rotorua is a really interesting place because it's got a lot of thermal activity. So you can see geysers. There's hot pools. There's um, you know mud pools, things like that. And it's also really um, a center of Maori culture. So the, um, the first people to New Zealand were the Maori people, Polynesian people who arrived, they think, around the year 1250 or 1300. Um, so, um, you know, they, they, they came in in their canoes from somewhere in the Pacific Islands. No one's sure exactly where they came from. But um, they've been here since that time. And Rotorua is a really good chance to... Uh, see their culture uh, and maybe uh, go to a Maori concert uh, performance and, and visit a Maori village and, and kind of explore more about their culture. So Rotorua is very good for that. What, what, what's next on the plan then? Okay, so um, if you, um, you want to keep heading south, um, you, one of the best ways of seeing the volcanoes um, is to go on the Alpine Walking Trail, which is a one-day walk across this really bleak and strange volcanic landscape. Um, you can do it um, any all year round, but if you do it in the winter, of course, it's snowing and you need mountain gear um, to, to cope and a um, 
a guide unless you're a really experienced mountain climber. But most people would do it in the summer where there's no snow uh, and you can do it in a, in a day. And it's beautiful. You walk across this really strange landscape. You see all the mountains. Um, one of the mountains um, was, uh, uh, what is it, Mount Doom in Lord of the Rings. So it's a, it's a really sort of classic volcano shape. Um, and oh. so that's a lot of people would do that. That's a really popular walk. Okay. So I think this is the place to mention that New Zealand in the, is in the Southern Hemisphere. So mm-hmm. my, like, it, it's a good reminder to have that because most of my listeners are in Europe yeah. or USA. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in the Northern Hemisphere. So when here is summer in New Zealand, it's going to be winter. Absolutely. So, so you need to choose yeah. your seasons wisely. So have that in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah have that absolutely. In mind. Yeah, so we're just coming. I mean, we're in the middle of winter now, basically. How was the temperature in winter? Um, it depends where you are, but um, in the north, um, it's a bit warmer. In the south, it's it's pretty cold. So it doesn't snow in Auckland. Um, so it gets down. I mean, on a really cold morning, it would be two degrees or something like that. But the it would be a high of sort of eleven degrees would be the minimum high that you would get to in a day. So it's not oh. that cold. Yeah. It's not that bad, yeah. Not that Google. bad. But down the south, of course, it is. And in the mountains, of course, it's snowing and things. So we're lucky. We, we have surfing and we have skiing. So you can do both in the same in the same country. Yeah, yeah that is lucky. Uh, yeah. We have seen Bulgaria. We have skiing. We have seen Bulgaria, but it, it's not the type of surfing. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a sea. It's not an ocean. Right, um, yeah. Okay, we, we keep going. I know you mentioned the the volcano and a lot of the rings. I know mm-hmm. that the Hobbit houses are in the South Island. I know oh, we're going there. No, we've missed them. Sorry, I forgot. We missed them. Let's, let's go, go back. Zo- zoom hey, back where's up. Where's the car? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, the Hobbiton Village um, is yeah. a is a really popular tourist place. Um, I thought they're in the South Island. No, they're in the North. They filmed all over the country. Um, and I've actually got a, a link which I'll send you to a blog where... This guy visited all of the Lord of the Rings locations and wrote about them. So if you're a real Lord of the Rings fan and you you think, I want to go to New Zealand and see all the places, then um, this blog is for you because it kind of lists them all and says where they are. But the village where the hobbits lived is actually in the North Island. It's probably about two hours from Auckland. Um, (laughs) It's funny how you say where the hobbits lived. (laughs) Well, you know, in the film... That's where they live. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who's to say okay. they don't still live there, Pavel? You haven't they, been like to check it house? out. Maybe they're still there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and it still looks exactly the same as it did in the in the film. So they um, they took over a farm and they built the whole village um, and they've kept it up. Um, and it's you've got gardens, you've got you know, and people love taking photos outside. Um, you know, Frodo's front door and things like that. Yeah, definitely a smart decision to keep it up because that brings them a lot of money, I, I can yeah. assume. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm just constantly amazed um, about how, at how many people still cite that as a reason to come to New Zealand. I mean, it's been years since the first film, and yet it's still a huge, you know, um, reason that people want to come to New Zealand. So great, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> okay, let's keep going down. At so, that time, are we are we close to the end of the first island? Yeah, we are. We're coming down to Wellington. Um, Wellington's a much smaller city than Auckland, but it's our capital city. Um, so it's um, about four hundred thousand people compared to one point six million in Auckland. So it's you know hugely different <laughs> yeah, in size. Um, and Lonely Planet called it the coolest little capital in the world, which I quite like as a quote. Um, the coolest little capital in the world, yeah, because it's cool. Why it's so? really good. Um, is it chilly there? Is that in? The, is, in oh that sense, yeah. Do you chilly? know what? It, New Zealanders, <laughs> New Zealanders are really proud of their firsts and their mosts. And um, the, the um, Wellington is the southernmost capital in the world, um, okay. but it's also the windiest city in the world. Ooh. on average wind speed. So it's known as Windy Wellington. Um, it's kind of famous for that. Um, but on a really good day, 
it's pretty fantastic. Um, okay. It's 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 small. It's compact. You can walk around it. You've got a really nice harbour to walk around. Um, you can see, go on tours of the parliament with the where the government uh, meet. You um, great coffee, great cafes, great restaurants, um, and all within a really small area. So it's you know pretty pretty good tourist friendly, should I say? Um, and the other thing is that's where uh, Peter Jackson lives, and so that's where the headquarters of all the Lord of the Rings um, kind of company is. Um, and you can still go to Weta Workshop, which is the company that made all the special effects for the Lord of the Rings, and you can do a tour of their um, kind of facilities. And, and so people, that's another good reason to go to Wellington. Okay. All right. So how do we get to the South Island? Is there a ferry or something? Yeah, there is. There's, there's a choice, actually. You can, you can um, fly, obviously. Um, and if, you're, if time is a problem for you, then I would recommend just you know flying straight to the South Island because that's where all the spectacular scenery is. Um, when you think of New Zealand scenery, mountains, snow, lakes, that kind of thing, that's the South the Island. South. And it's just absolutely amazing. So if time is you know of the essence, hit Auckland, head straight to the South. Go, go straight <laughs> down there. You can fly from Auckland um, to Christchurch on the South Island or Queenstown, and you know that's probably the most, you know, um, time-saving way to do it. But if you've got time, there's a ferry that goes from the bottom of the North Island, from Wellington, to a really small town at the top of the South Island, and it takes about three hours um, by ferry, um, and it's absolutely spectacular on a great day. Um, the the once you head to the South Island, it's just beautiful you've come in through all these um uh hills and and deep valleys of um the ocean it's really really lovely a lovely trip um and you can take a car so it you know it's a car ferry as well but really really expensive to take a car um so you might want to look at some deals where you if you're renting a car, you drop it off in Wellington and pick another one up in, mm -hmm. um, because yeah. it's often too expensive to take it on the ferry. Mm -hmm. um, is but there if, an option? Pro probably there is an option to do with the same company. Yeah, you know, there, there often car. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or okay. you might get something where you can pick it up in Auckland and drop it off at the bottom of the South Island and then, <laughs> then you're kind of, you're sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah. Um, okay, so we landed on the South Island. We landed on the happening? South Island and we head to the top of the, the South Island, which is most people, like a lot of the students that I talk to, once they've come back from their tour of the South Island, that's one of their favorite places. In the summer, it's absolutely beautiful. The city um, that's sort of, you can base yourself in there is Nelson. And when I say city, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very small. Um, it's a really small place. But the beaches, the um, you can go kayaking. Um, it's the most. It's the place with the most sunshine hours in the whole of New Zealand. It's absolutely spectacular. Mm. Um, it's really, really beautiful part of New Zealand, and it would be a shame to miss that. So if you, if you can only kind of do two things, that's one of them, I would say. Okay. Um, so New Zealand, Nelson, Nelson spent maybe three days there. Yeah, days. absolutely. There's a national park there um, called Abel Tasman National Park. Abel Tasman was the Dutch man that was the first European to come to New Zealand. Um, he found it um, uh, f for Europe, um, but he never actually set foot on the on the country because he had a little battle with the um, Maori people and, and ran away. So, um, yeah, uh, that's why we're not a Dutch country at this point, I guess. I see. Um, okay, that's why the British came later. Yeah, and then when the British came, um, you know, then they landed. And Captain Cook was the first British person to land on New Zealand soil. Um, and then, then we've, got, we've got the history mm. from there, yeah. Oh, okay. So from Nelson and the National Park, then um, you've got a you've got a choice. Um, you can you can kind of uh, I would head down. Yeah, you can go lots of different ways. But um, the the South Island is is really beautiful, as I said. So you might want to go to the mountains, 
um, there's ski fields down down there. You might also want to drive um, to Queenstown, which is the centre of the South Island's tourism. I guess um, it's it's an adventure uh, place. So lots and lots of people go there for bungee jumping, um, for skydiving, for skiing, for kind of adventure adventure tourism, which is really cool. Um, again, it's a really small place. It's not big, but it's full of tourists. It's pretty uh, multicultural in that way. Um, because Queenstown was the first place in the world where you could do a commercial bungee jump. Really? Yeah. And you can still do that, it from the same place. That is curious. You're right. You you want to be, you know, the first, but I think every country like to yeah. brag with that. Like, we're the first one. We're, we're the inventors of this one. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're the most of this one. I mean, it, it's normal. Yeah. All right. Well, cool, cool, cool. It sounds like, is there more from the South Island? Yeah. The, um, I mean, you could go all the way to the, to the bottom, um, and you would end up in a really small city, but then you could go to the um, the offshore island, which is called Stewart Island. Um, and if you, there's almost nothing there. There's walking, there's hiking, there's trekking, um, there's birds, there's wildlife, um, but there's not a lot else. And it's a really special place. Um, it's very green. Um, and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's worth going even, you can even go for the day. If you, if you haven't got a lot of time, you can take a ferry from the bottom of the South Island to Stewart Island. Um, so in a way be... you say that, in a way you say that I'm going to feel like a castaway there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, there is a pub and there are backpackers and things like that, but away from that, most of it is, is just completely natural and unspoiled. Um, and, and not a lot of people go there. So, How do you get to that island? Um, you can go by ferry, um, or you can have a small, um, what do you call it, uh, flight across um, if you want. But most people would oh, go one by of ferry. Those, one of yeah. those two-seat flights. One of those I ones. <laughs> um, but most people would take the ferry. It's not long. I think it's maybe an hour or half an hour. An hour, I think. Yeah, I've done it. It's great. Um, and a lot of, because there's not a lot of built-up, areas around the South Island. It's it's famous for being able to star watch so you can look at the stars because there's not a lot of light mm. pollution. And that's probably your best bet um, if you want to see the southern lights. So people go to Iceland to mm. see the northern lights, no. but okay. we've got the southern lights here as well. So that's probably your best is it, bet. Is it in the winter that I have to come and see them? Um, apparently, uh, they're, they're, I've never seen them, sadly. Um, but they uh, all year, apparently. But winter gives you your best chance of seeing them because the days, uh, the nights are longer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that makes sense. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. But I, I feel like if I'm going to come, I, I don't feel like coming in the winter. I prefer the sunny months. Plus, that means I will escape the winter here, and I come to the, you know. See, there's there's weather. a logic there that I think is is hard to beat. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> um, but you're just, you know, you're still likely to see them in the um, in, in the in, in the summer here as well. It's just that the days are longer, and so you've got less less hours to to see it. Alaska also has northern lights, and when I was there in 2008. I was for a work and travel program and mm. I was so close to see them. My flight back was on the 19th for the 20th of September and locals that I got in touch with, you know, that we became friends. They told me just like, you know, just a few days later, they started, you know, getting brighter and bright, you know, see wow. them even more. And we spent a few nights there, you know, we go in the night, you know, just with, we're watching the sky, hoping, you know, like maybe we'll see something just before we go, but we didn't see anything and we just, Basically, I missed them with just a few days, but there was nothing I can do. So maybe instead of Northern Lights, I'll see some. Uh, yeah, maybe. Southern Lights. But I, I mean, it's it. Yeah, I think it's like anything. It's a bit hidden miss. You might, you might not, not see them as, you know. And then well, the this, next day they'll come out. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Yeah. Well, this sounds like, you know, you need a lot of planning for this. You know. Book a flight, book a second flight to the South Island, you know, book your cars, you yeah. know, research where you're going to stay in, the, in yeah. between. Like, but 
I, I really think it's a necessary thing to do. There's a researches. really good website um, which the government and their tourism have set up. So I'll send you the link to that as well um, for Excellent. to help you plan all this. Um, and it's got some really good tips for um, not just for luxury travellers, but for people on a budget um, and how to backpack around New Zealand and how to do things for free, which is always good. Um, because, that. you know, people always think uh, that, well, I don't know if people always think, but people are surprised at how expensive it is in New Zealand. Um, because we're a long way away from everywhere, a lot of our costs are higher to get to import stuff. Um, and so accommodation is not cheap in New Zealand. Traveling around is not that cheap in New Zealand. So um, come with plenty of money or go, go to those websites and try and find ways of doing it for cheap or for free. Um, that's why it's a really good idea to get a, like a camper van or a rental car from a, a reasonably cheap on a cheap deal. And then you can, you know, use that for traveling around. All right. That's, that's good. That's a useful website. Uh, thanks for that. Um, how about we talk about some food and drinks? Yeah. Um, New Zealand food and drink is kind of hard to, to, to think about um, because it's, you know, it's kind of English food and drink um, okay. traditionally. And so therefore, actually, when you're in Auckland, you're probably just better off um, like finding a, a, like an Italian restaurant or a Chinese restaurant or, a um, you know, a, uh, there's, there's lots of different options. I mean, Auckland is very multicultural. It's it's one of the more multicultural cities in the world. So, um, you know, that's really obvious when you go there. There's uh, lots of international tourists. Um, well, not right at the moment, but, you know, in theory, in general, and there will be again. Um, and there's lots of international students um, who are studying in language schools and also in universities and things here. So it's pretty multicultural in that in that sense. And that's reflected in the restaurants that you can, you know, eat here. Um, so there is nothing specific when it comes to eating. Like, okay, you have a lot of, you know, foreign cuisines, but there is nothing specific like... Yeah, that's, that's New Zealand. I mean, if, if you go to my mother's house for dinner and she... Um, makes you what she thinks is a traditional New Zealand dish. It will be roast lamb with roast potatoes um, and some vegetables. So, so that's kind of very um, English in its, you know, in its kind origin. Of, sounds like a Sunday roast. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and okay. then for dessert you'll get a pavlova. Um, which, What's that? Pavlova, which is a like like a meringue. Um, it's this huge meringue cake, and inside it's all um, like fluffy. So it's made with egg whites and sugar, basically. And New Zealand and Australia fight over who actually invented this. We fight over a lot of things, actually, over who invented yeah, as, what. As every like as other neighbors, I think that's yeah. normal. That was going to be one of my questions, but uh, I, I think that's normal. You know, yeah. even when you have also the the rugby. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Don't, don't talk about rugby. Don't don't talk about that. Okay. We don't talk about sports. I mean, sports is uh, rugby is the biggest sport, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And if you're in Auckland during rugby season, you should really try and find a um, rugby game. The rugby has just started up again here with spectators. Yeah. Um, we've we've come through COVID, and we're now, um, you know, able to to gather in large groups. And so the rugby just started up in the last couple of weeks, which has been a really you know, really great for them and, and for people to, to go along and have something to to watch again. But if you are in Auckland during rugby season, I'd try and find a New Zealand Australia game or a, an All Blacks game or one of the one of the Auckland teams. It's great. I can try and maybe I can try, but uh, to be fair, I have never watched a rugby game and right. I don't even know the rules. Well, you can. People no. don't. They go along. They get the whole experience at the stadium. Yeah, so yeah, that's most of, of it, really. Yeah. yeah. Good. And okay, as long let, as you let, cheer for New Zealand, we don't care. Of course. I'm in New Zealand. I will <laughs> cheer for New Zealand, of course. <laughs> I won't be the traitor. Okay, let's let's go back. I have this tendency because I started this podcast now in Bulgarian language and I'm co-hosting it with Vlado. And I have this tendency, with, I notice it, I have this tendency to jump from topic to topic so he'll say something and I'll just grab something from his sentence. Like, what yeah, about yeah. this? He's going to say two more sentences. I'm going to grab this. Like, what about this? 
And he's like, let's go back to topic. I say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, let's go back to topic. Uh, so let's go back topic to the food. Uh, actually, we oh, yeah. clear the food in a way. You see, even you forgot. I have this, <laughs> you know, you know, magical touch in a way to make you forget what you're talking about. It's great. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. So let's go back. We, we figure out the food. Let's go back to the drinks. You know, let's first start with the wine. I think is it is it correct to say that wine is your national drink? Or is beer? Depends who you talk to. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It it really does depend who you talk to. I see. Um, what do you think? Um, wine is you. a really good export earner. <laughs> Um, and, okay. and and I have both. Um, uh, beer has always traditionally, like if you went back 50 years or whatever, it would have been beer completely um, because our, our um, wine industry was pretty young then and it was pretty small. Um, our wine industry was started at the big, near the beginning of the 20th century by Croatians who came over to New Zealand and immigrated here. So wait, um, wait, wait, hold, hold on. Say that again. Rewind a bit. So the wine industry was was founded really by uh, Croatians who came to New Zealand wow. at the beginning of the twentieth century. So before that, you had the wineries. You were producing it, but didn't actually so, make any profits from it. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty small. Um, and so New Zealand, uh, up until maybe the sixties or seventies. Um, it was beer was was the drink um, and wine was just small and maybe cultural. So within the the kind of um, Croatian families and, and people who other European families, Italians and French and whatever, um, they would drink wine. But it wasn't wasn't like a big industry. So it's been really new since the 1970s. Um, and of course, now it's a huge industry for New Zealand, um, both white wine and red wine. Um, but it's not just uh, the Croatians that do it now? No, not everybody? now. No, That's how it started. Okay. They were the first people to bring the vines in okay. and, and tend them. And, and But now, oh, no, now it's taken off. Everyone does it. No, I mean, I mean it wouldn't be like the Italian mafia. They would go in New York no, City and they're going to take over everything. Yeah? It's, no, it's not like that. The Croatians are nicer. It was like, you want this? Take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, they started it. Um, because no one else was doing it basically at that time um, clever, and that was what they were used to yeah absolutely um but now actually remember we were talking about nelson at the top of the south island as being like yes. a place with all the um uh beaches and really nice places sauvignon blanc is our famous white wine and that's that's the best place to get it this the region of uh, that nelson is in is called marlborough uh, and so a Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc was our first kind of New Zealand white wine that won lots of awards and was well recognized for being really great. Um, so so mm. that would be a, a wine I would try while I was in New Zealand in that, in that region. Um, if you're into red wine, then you head further south yeah. to around Queenstown. Um, and around that area, there's a whole lot of Pinot Noir uh, vines and that's probably our most um, famous red wine region for now. That is what I was uh, going to ask uh, mm. for all the wine lovers. So in these regions that you said, you can do wine tasting as well. You can. You can go and visit all the wineries. Um, you can go on tours. So if you don't feel like driving around after doing all that wine tasting, you can say from Queenstown, they'd go on wine tours and take you to a group of wineries and you try some and buy some if you like. Yeah, it's really good because there's lots of wineries in a small area around those places. The other place Fantastic. that's really yes. worth going for wine um, is on the North Island on the East Coast. There's a place called Napier um, and... That, again, is, is famous for white wine especially. Um, and, again, there are lots of wineries. Um, if you're into architecture, there's very... I mean, most people don't come to New Zealand for the architecture. Um, but that's one city, Napier, where you might come for the architecture if you like Art Deco. Um, because in 1931, there was a, a huge earthquake there. Yeah, watch out for the earthquakes as well as the volcanoes. Um, <laughs> and the whole of Napier was flattened um, and... Um, 
because of that, they rebuilt the, the city and they rebuilt it in the current style, which was Art Deco. So it's the place with a lot of Art Deco buildings in the center. People come every, you know, visitors come to see the buildings um, every year. I think it's about February or March. So in, in summer, there's a festival, an Art Deco festival. Um, so that, that's another really cool place if you're into architecture. Well, well, and why? Okay. And you, I mean, and a good combo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay, um, what's next? So we we cover food and drinks. Um, what about culture? Is there is there something? So, for example, if you come to England, you know, there are some gestures you know you you don't need to use. Um, or, for example, when you go when you use escalators, just you know walk on the left, stay on the right, that type of thing. So is there something that, you know, we need to be aware of when we visit New Zealand? I don't know. I don't know if, if that's something that you need to worry about. Um, New Zealanders are really good at, at sort of being a little bit anti-authority. So we, we'd like, oh, that's a rule. I don't have to worry about that. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, we're not very good at following road rules. Um, So be really careful when you're on New Zealand roads um, because New Zealanders are quite aggressive drivers um, well, and okay. they'll, they'll kind of mow you down. Um, <laughs> so, so just watch out for that. But yeah, in, in terms of culture, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything in particular that you need to, to be aware of. It's um, anything that's, you know, that's got you by in other countries, you'll be fine with. There are no right. terrible well, things that you can do, I don't think. Well, in that case, um, what, is there anything you would like to add? Something we missed? Yeah, maybe um, we kind of talked about the wildlife, but um, New Zealand, because of its um, history, if you like, or its um, um, ecological history, it, it broke away from the other countries pretty early. And so we don't have any mammals. The only native mammal that we have is a bat, um, and you don't see those very much. Everything else is about birds. Um, so there are lots and lots of birds um, uh, here in New Zealand. And most of, the, or a lot of them are very fl uh, flightless um, because in the, when they were living on their own for like thousands and thousands and thousands of years, they didn't have any predators, no mammal predators. So they, they didn't need to fly to escape them. So there are a lot of um, flightless birds. So they got birds. lazy basically. Yeah, they and didn't need they to, fly. you know. <laughs> so it was okay. Um, the other the other thing uh, to think about is that there are lots of um, wildlife sanctuaries. Sorry, I'm just plugging in my speaker. Uh, wildlife sanctuaries that um, you can go and see if you to see the birds near Auckland. There's an island that you can go because they need protection. A lot of them are endangered. Once people came, bang, so many species became extinct. Mm. Yeah, so. Um, you know, Classic there people. are there are lots of uh, wildlife sanctuaries and places where you can go and see um, some amazing things. All right, so definitely bird watching experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so the the biggest, the probably the most famous bird that doesn't fly is the emu. No, it was emu. No, kiwi. emus in it was Australia. Kiwi. It was kiwi right? Kiwi, yeah, kiwi, and kiwis kiwi. are quite small. Um, and that's our national symbol. So um, when you say Kiwi um, in New Zealand, um, you know, if, you, if you're from somewhere else, you'll just think fruit. <laughs> But uh -huh. yes, to a New exactly. Zealander, uh, we don't call it Kiwi, we call it Kiwi fruit. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you ask for a Kiwi, you'll probably get a bird. It could be a bird or it could be a person because we yeah, are Kiwis. Yeah, you call Kiwis. people Kiwi. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, have you... Do you, can you buy the eggs of a kiwi? No, no, they're absolutely protected. So no oh, way. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of these birds are, are, are protected. Um, they're endangered. And there's, there's really active government programs to try and get their population growing. So there are lots of outdoor, uh, sorry, offshore islands, which are wildlife sanctuaries where you can't visit. And they've eliminated rats and cats and dogs and other other mammals so that these birds can you know live in peace as it were and, and reproduce their numbers 
So is this wildlife running wildly? Yes, uh, um, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can just you know go tracking in in the yeah. in the woods and the jungles, yeah. and then you can see. Absolutely, yeah. So if you go, especially in the South Island, those walks I was talking about, there's uh, like the Stewart Island, which is right at the bottom. Um, there are, you know, you'll hear kiwi and you'll hear lots of different birds at night um, because a lot of them are nocturnal as well. How uh, does the kiwi does? Oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. It's not. That's not a very good impression, but you know. No, well, I don't know. I never met a kiwi, so I will be. I will be watching for these sounds when I go there. Like, wee, wee. Um, you're very good. unlikely to see a kiwi in the wild, um, but you will often hear them. Um, but you could see a kiwi at one of the um, wildlife parks or zoos. So Auckland Zoo, for mm. example, has a kiwi house. Um, but because they're nocturnal, you go into the to the house and everything's dark, like it's nighttime, so that there are running around and you can often see, see them there see, see. all right great anything else oh i don't know um curiosity i'm not sure if we've got any more curiosities but as i said we're famous for our first best you know longest highest whatever um new zealanders love to talk about that um but i just wanted to if i can to give you a, a little um story about the shape of New Zealand um, and it's a oh, yes, it's, yes, it's yes, a Maori yes. legend um, and so if you actually look at the the map of New Zealand you've got the two main islands the North Island and the South Island that's what we call them in English and Stewart mm -hmm. Island um, but the um, the Maori have a legend as to how New Zealand came into being and there's a mythical Maori figure called Maui um, and he appears in lots of Polynesian legends around the various Polynesian islands. But his brothers were fishers. Um, so they went out and they, um, fishermen, not fishers, but fishermen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was young and he, he um, w always wanted to go fishing with them, but they would never let him uh, go fishing. So one day he snuck into their canoe before they went out fishing. Like he got up really, really early and hid under the, the sacks and rugs or whatever was there. Um, and they went out into the canoe to their fishing grounds. And then he revealed himself and said, hi, I'm here. And they were really, really pissed off. Um, and they wouldn't give him uh, any, any bait and they wouldn't give him a hook. Um, but uh, he had a jawbone, which was given to him, believe it or not. And he used that as his hook. And he cast it out into the sea and he pulled up this huge, huge fish. Um, and it was like struggled and struggled. It was a huge fish. And he finally landed it and they it stayed there. And it was big and flat. And the he said to his brothers, look, I'm, I'm going to go and, and give thanks to the gods for this fish. Um, don't do anything. Don't go on to the fish. Don't do anything. And he came back after having given thanks and his brothers had carved up this fish. And the Maori say that that fish is the North Island of New Zealand. And when the brothers carved up that fish um, that made all the mountains and all the, all, the, all the kind of the valleys and things that are the geographical features of the North Island. So we call it North Island in English, but in Maori it's called Te Ika a Maui, which is the fish of Maui. And if you actually look at it, it does look like a fish. So the tail is the top of the North Island and Wellington is the mouth. Um, and it really does look like a fish. It's like a floundery kind of fish. Uh, and the South Island, uh, one of the names for the South Island in Maori is Te Waka a Maui, which is the canoe of Maui. So they say that that was the canoe that they were in when they fished up the oh. North Island. And again, if you look at the shape, it's pretty canoey yeah we're just going to ask what happened to the south island but you really quickly fix that mm -hmm. now, do you speak maori or you just know a few words just know a few words yeah um actually you know in the last i would say decade more maori culture <laughs> more maori language has come back into um into um 
public, uh, like on, on television and things like that. And so you get more and more people using more and more Maori phrases and things, and more people can speak it now than, than in the past. All right, but you don't study it at school. Uh, you 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 learn it at school, but it's when I was at school, it wasn't taught as a language. It was kind of taught as a culture and a phrase based um, su subject. Do you know what I mean? So we didn't have books yeah. where you studied grammar mm -hmm. and things like that. We were just taught um, cultural aspects so how do and you say some phrases. Kiora. Kiora. Yeah, kiora mean kiora is a really useful word. And if you fly on in New Zealand, they'll always say kiora when you leave or when you come because it means hello, it means greetings, it means goodbye, it means thank you. So if you learn oh. one phrase, oh. <laughs> that is the one to I use. Yeah. So if you I fly in New Zealand, they'll always greet you on board with kiora. Um, and when you leave, kiora. Kiora again. Thank you, kiora. Really useful. That's very useful. That's it very is useful. useful, yeah. Maybe they did it for the tourists. We need to simplify mm, this they, language they, for they, the tourists. Yeah. Maybe in another thousand years, there'll be lots of tourists who need this. Yeah, that's what they thought. Maybe. Okay, Mike. Uh, once again, I'm going to ask you, well, that was really useful and really, really insightful information for everybody who wants to visit New Zealand. Um, one last time, I'm going to ask you if there is something else you need to, you want to add up you know, or if you want to send a message to the audience, the podium is yours once again. Well, I'd, I'd just say, you know, it is a huge investment in time to get here. It's a huge investment in money to get here because it's not a cheap place. Um, if you have a lot of time, then you can explore all those places we've been talking about. If you don't have a lot of time, don't let that intimidate you. Add it, add it to a, a trip to Australia and just focus on the South Island. And, you know, they're all the most beautiful places that you think of when you think of New Zealand um, or the Lord of the Rings mountains and things. That's all in the South Island. So focus on that if you don't have a lot of time. That's what I'd say. That was a fabulous wrap up. And I and I, I was really ready to end up here. But, you know, I'm just curious now. Let me ask you something else. Sure. Are there many, I, I assume most people live on the North Island. Yeah. Yeah, by far. So, um, like, historically, we've had, uh, you know, settlements all over. So, in the 19th century, the bottom of the South Island uh, was heavily uh, settled by Scottish people um, because of the gold rush. Um, so, that brought a lot of money into the South Island. Um, and there's a city there called Dunedin. Um, Dunedin is the Gaelic word for Edinburgh. So, um, like, Eden and Dunedin, you know, they're connected. So <laughs> it's, it's a really nice connection there. But it was settled by Scots. Um, it was at the first university was down there in New Zealand. Um, and lots and lots of money down in the South Island from the gold rush. But after the 19th century, that kind of fizzled out. Um, and so then the population has almost you know, inevitably moved north. And that's why Auckland is huge. Um, and so compared to everywhere else, there's nothing anywhere near as big as the, the population in the top of the North Island around Auckland and, and a few other cities nearby. Okay. Mm. Now, the reason I asked that is because you, you did really big advertisement on the South Island. You know, go there, see that, you know, it's well, really nice. Because when people come to New Zealand, they think of scenery. And if you want to see spectacular scenery, that's where the most spectacular scenery is. Of course, I, I want you to come to Auckland and see the other places <laughs> um, and, and see the volcanic activity in the North Island and the, um, you know, uh, yeah, those, those kind of, uh, especially Maori cultural aspects are in the North Island a lot. But so if you've you only see, got a short yeah. time. But yeah, okay, if you only have short time, visit the South Island. So would you say then, from what I get here, is that the North Island is more developed in a business type of style, where the South Island is more like tourism kind of thing? Yeah, um, I would say that. Although, um, you know, there's a lot of undeveloped parts of the North Island as well. So outside the big cities, there's lots of lovely countryside to see, lots of farming um, in both islands. Um, so, mm. um, yeah, I mean, 
once you get it, I mean, it doesn't take long to drive out of Auckland and feel like you're into the countryside. And that's what it's kind of like from there on down to Wellington. There's a lot of countryside to see. So, you know, because we're so, um, well, uh, what do you call it? The, the, The area and the population are, you know, what do you call it? Low population density. Thank you. That's the one. Because we've got a low population density, um, you know, there's a lot of undeveloped places um, in New Zealand. So that's, you know, spectacular all the way. Well, great. Great stuff. Great episode. Was it Kiora? Kiora. Kiora, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Kiora. Um, it was really a great pleasure and I'm looking forward to talk to you another time. I wish you a fantastic, I know it's morning in the uh, morning. It's now morning. I've got a whole day ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll go to the beach. <laughs> oh, please do. Send us some pictures from there. <laughs> okay. That's great. Thanks so much, Pablo. Thanks. Have a nice day. It's been great talking. Bye. As we end today's talk, I just want to give a big shout out to everyone who left a review on any of the platforms that you listen to this. It means the world to me. And more importantly, more people will be able to find this podcast. So if you haven't left the review yet, please do so. I have more guests lined up to come on the show. So expect to hear more episodes like this one for different cities, different locations. But if you like to hear something specific, specific city, specific location, specific attraction, let me know and I'll see what I can do for you. Or even better, if you know somebody, then let me know, connect us and we will welcome him or her in the show. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the whole thing. I wish you well, stay curious.